just in my Skype and like like it just means I can't see you guys so you can stick your fingers up do the one sign whatever you need to do and I'll just minimize Skype okay how's, <laughs> how's this this was our best podcast so far talking to Paul has caused a real shift in the way that we think and the theme is self-honesty so we hope you get as much out of this as we did and get ready to dig deep <laughs> the angle of this uh, microphone is very deliberate. I know it looks like I just can't use a headset. Um, it just looks like you're talking through your nose, that's cool. <laughs> the, the, <Fucking> the... Aardvark! <laughs> use of an aardvark. Right, hold on, let's make sure I've got everything fucking set. Cool. So I don't get interrupted. I'll have to set myself as a way on Skype! I'm ready when you want. We're gonna get Yusef to sing you in. Okay, so Norman, you want my camera on because you're gonna record me, right? I'll do right. I'll just in my Skype, and like, like it just means I can't see you guys, so you can stick your fingers up, do the wanker sign, whatever you need to do, and I'll just in my Skype. Okay, how's, <laughs> how's this? Perfect. Yeah, good. Yeah, yeah. Okay, I see. I'm looking at you now. I'm giving you my attention. Just, just remember, we're watching you. I just need to close these 3,000 fucking windows I've got open. You guys have that? Like a million windows open on your computer? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, just make sure you mute the tabs. You don't want any <laughs> screaming going off. Well, I closed, I closed Pornhub down. I closed Pornhub down before we started. So. Yeah, that's good. Okay, gents, I'm ready. I'm ready. Okay, here we get ready for this. Go, go, Pornhub. Welcome to episode 22 of the Propane Fitness Podcast. We have the pleasure of the original Paul Mort today. Hello, Paul. How's it going? Can you tell us who you are and what you're about? Hi, sir. Hi. I'm, I'm, I'm deep excited. The background's kind of not very normal. As you'll come to understand on this podcast, I'm not your normal dude. Um, so I left school with two GCSEs. Pretty much failed everything, couldn't get into college to do what I wanted to do. Took a job that my dad got me in a factory. Hated every single second of it, like every single second of it. Got fat, super fat. I discovered women, I discovered booze, I discovered drugs and all that jazz. Got fat, decided that I was sick of being the fat dude. Sick of being that dude that his friends would grab his tits and grab his belly and say, dude, what happened? Anyhow, got sick of that and I discovered this guy called Bill Phillips. Um, what's actually interesting about that part is that I'm now friends with his brother, which is bizarre. Bill Phillips came out with this program called Body for Life. Now, you guys are probably too young to remember this, but this was huge back in the day. These guys founded AES Supplements, pretty big company, Myoplex and all that shit. And then, um, I keep looking out the window, sorry. <laughs> it's that same view, keeps sucking me in, honestly. I've had to move, I've had to move my computer off, off right next to the window because it kept distracting me. Anywho... So, discovered this Bill Phillips program, lost a ton of weight, everybody asked me how I did it, um, pretty much stumbled into being a personal trainer. From then I worked in kind of every gym going, um, I taught classes, this is this will blow your mind, I taught body pump, spinning, aqua aerobics, aqua aerobics, pilates, boxer size, all of that stuff I taught in classes and I also did one-to-one -one personal training. Now what this gave me a unique perspective of is kind of like, I became like a hybrid instructor because when I did personal training, I studied with some top guys, Phil Richards, Charles Poliquin, John Barardi, Alan Cosgroves, I did internships with pretty much all of those. Um, so I knew how to get results in a one-on-one -on -one environment, but I also knew how to work with a group. 
So what happened was I ended up probably being one of the first dudes that could get ridiculous results in a group that were better than what most personal trainers could get one-to-one. -one. Because I think you, you have like two forms. You have people that can train people one-to-one -one and are, are all results in nutrition. Then you have, for want of a better word, aerobics instructors, right? One gets results, one doesn't. The problem over here is these guys have a very low income ceiling in the fact that if they want to earn decent money, they've got to work 15 hours a day or start employing staff or open their own gym, which brings on a whole bunch of other stresses and heartaches that you didn't get into this industry for. Aerobics instructor is kind of the same deal. 15, I was on 11 pounds an hour when I worked at a club called Springs. I think there's still one in, in, in North Shields or somewhere like that, but anyway. So I kind of became this hybrid instructor and I started this outdoor boot camp. Now this was, a, 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 there was already boot camps around at the time, but they were like three and four quid a pop. Like just turn up when you can be bothered. I started this program at a hundred pounds a month. And to be honest, it exploded. Like I ended up with a hundred clients pretty quickly at a hundred pounds a pop. And the interesting part is this, is I'm not from a, I'm not from an affluent town. Like South Shields has got one of the highest unemployment rates in the UK. So people were busting their ass to pay me, like they were literally canceling their Sky subscriptions and shit to come to my classes because the results were insane. So what happened, he has a group big business and then I was noticed by a company called FitPro. They have this thing called FitPro Live. They get the best trainers in the world to come and present, but they also put me on a UK tour. I did three of these. Basically, I went around 12 gyms in the UK, big gyms, fitness firsts, the Virgin Actives, all of these clubs, Reebok Club in London. And they were basically asking me and I told how to get one-to-one -one results in a group training environment. And then what happened then is I basically stumbled into coaching people. People were like, Paul, how, can you, how have you built this business like this? How have you done it? So I was coaching people and at the same time I built my business into 19 franchises. It exploded. Um, and then I hated it. Like, hated it. Grew this business that I hated um, and moved to Marbella. Sold the business because I hated it so much. Then I had a supplement company called Lean Greens. Um, that took a while to blow up, but it ended up blowing up. Ended up almost doing almost six figures every month. Um, turnover. And again, I ended up not really enjoying that either. Didn't really get anything from it. It was a little bit too vanilla for me. Um, so last January, I sold that. In the meantime, I stopped coaching people one-to-one -one and started a company called Marketing Muscle in a Circle, which is for trainers who want to stand out like a fart in an um, astronaut suit and get more clients, get more leads, get paid, etc., etc. That business has really blew up um, to the point where we're at around 270 members right now. Um, in the meantime, what else have I done? Like, this is where I brag. Actually, I'm not very good at bragging. Believe it or not, I've won Young Business Person of the Year twice. I was named in a list of the top 100 most influential personal trainers in the world. I was, uh, I've wrote an co-wrote an Amazon bestseller. Um, I've spoken at Body Power. I'm actually Body Power's go-to fitness business guru. Um, spoken at Fit Pro Live. Spoken at Change in the Game in Florida. Spoken at events all over the world. Uh, aye, that's about me. And I also have bipolar. <laughs> so yeah, what I'm what I'm trying to say with that is, is look, I have two GCSEs. I'm from a pretty shit town. None of my family are entrepreneurs. I have bipolar, and yet I've still managed to achieve a reasonable level of success. So 
it makes most people's excuses invalid. Yeah, absolutely. Strong introduction. Um, no, I'm still stuck uh, just visualizing a, a fart in an astronaut suit as well. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, picture this. Imagine me teaching aqua aerobics on the side of a pool. That's what you want to be picturing. Well, jo- I don't have to imagine. Johnny loves aqua aerobics. He's, he's just yeah, always talking about week. it. Every week. He has, a, he has a little story about aqua aerobics. We'll get this off on the right note. So I'd once finished teaching a class and I used to take these CDs with me to put in the in the kind of the ghetto blaster thing. That's how long ago it was. And I was finishing a class and I was kind of down on my ha- my haunches, my haunches even, and I was putting the CDs back away. And a lady came over, she must have been about 80 years old, and she was like, Paul, great class. And I looked up and I swimming costume and pushed to one side. <laughs> That's all I've got to say. That was the last time. That was actually the last time I taught aqua aerobics. Yeah. <laughs> that was the final straw. That was the final straw. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's all I've got to say about that. Silver straw. Great proposition, though. Yeah. Anywho, yeah. Um, so that's. I probably missed a load of shit out as well. I probably missed loads of things out in there, but yeah, I, I've had a varied, uh, a varied career so yeah basically you've you've been around the houses in terms of supplements group coaching online um one-to-one yeah. full whack yeah breaking a lot of things like this is one of the keys for me i'm like people don't break enough shit like i'm where i am in my career because i've made more mistakes than anybody else and failed more times than anybody else like in amongst all of that is stuff that hasn't worked yeah yeah <laughs> yeah and yeah. it hasn't been satisfying like, as well up until that point yeah, absolutely. I think one of the problems is that I haven't had a job since I was 20 years old. So it's like I haven't had a comfort net to fall back on. Like my parents aren't rich. Like my, my mom works in Asda stacking shelves and my dad's worked in the same factory for 27 years. So I don't have anything to fall back on. So it's like, okay, this has failed. But like I don't give myself permission to stay in failure because I can't. It's as simple as that. Like I wouldn't be able to get a job. I'm serious. Imagine me employ imagine being my boss. Poof. Yeah, that'd <laughs> yeah. be interesting. Tattoos on my neck, terrible attitude, horrendous language. Yeah. But you get think... the vaginas out of the uh yeah. swimming class. <laughs> so Yeah. Dude, I'm I'm like that all the time, can't get vaginas out. I can't get you out of my head. <laughs> well, like the way the way we believe it or not, we didn't hear about Paul because of like a, a boot camp fascination or whatever like we don't we tend to stay away from the the body pump side of fitness um, but we we heard of Paul through your marketing business and the marketing advice you give um, we were directed to you from a number of different people and uh, done a couple of your courses and the thing that I think struck both of us was that the standard advice in any marketing in fitness is always centered around hack number one, hack number two, like do this program and, and everything will fall into place. Yeah. And you're always very focused on the mindset side of things, Paul. Yeah. You know, like th- this is the action you need to take is this. Yeah. But if you don't have the mindset sorted, then the information's irrelevant. Yeah. Um, so uh, that's really what we wanted to touch on. Beautiful. On Dude, this is beautiful because let me just add on to that for you. For personal trainers especially, we're telling people one thing so we're like, look, you need to hire someone. You need to do what they say. You need to learn from them, listen, and take action. Yeah, and don't look for a magic pill. Like personal trainers, like don't do Weight Watcher, don't do Light like, don't do Juice Plus. They're all short term. They're all magic pills. The magic pill doesn't exist. Yet people in business, 
Personal trainers are doing exactly the same with their business. They'll buy that product, that's the one product that's gonna change everything. They'll sign up with that coach, that's the one coach that is gonna change everything. Yet, they still end up spinning their wheels on the treadmill, not really changing anything. Now, I said before, the difference between me and other people is that I've just made more mistakes. But there are people in the field who were my colleagues before who've done the same courses as me, invested the same amount of money, yet are still doing the same shit that were five years ago. The difference, this, they believe their thoughts. That's one of the big differences. They believe their thoughts and they're stuck in fear and scarcity. That's it. Yeah. And so what would you say? I mean, it's obviously a really broad topic, but yeah. you, you, you had this realization at some point that... Um, actions are the the most important thing you know like taking action whether or not you have have bad days and i imagine for you a bad day is a bit different to, to most a normal person's bad day someone without yeah. a bipolar diagnosis um yeah what what's the what was the first thing you tried habits wise actions wise, this, 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 this is a great question actually and it is a broad subject so so we've always heard this shit take massive action take massive action and the thing is it's just a word. It's like change your life, change your life, change your life, change your life. And it's just words. It's easy to say something, but it's not as easy to do it. And again, the issue for me is the thing that changed things for me, Jonathan, was that I had kids. And I was no longer just wanting something based on what I wanted and nice things. I mean, I like nice things, dude. Money makes the world go round. I don't care what anyone says. This is part of the issue in fitness. People have some sort of allergy to money. And I'm like, money is a vehicle to freedom. It's that simple. Like, dude, I'm having all these problems with the house. Like, everything keeps going wrong. And I would have lost my shit. But I haven't lost my shit, number one, because I'm pretty cool on the mindset stuff, but also because I don't have to worry about money. I'm just like, okay, well, I can make some more. But the big shit for me was having kids and I no longer, it became kind of like gun to the head. Okay, if I don't do this, my kids don't get fed. It's that simple. And what I find a lot of people doing is the, the, the people not taking action is all down to one thing, Jonathan. It's not laziness. It's not time. It's not money. It's not knowledge. It is fear. They are scared. And what are they scared of? They're not even scared of failure, right? Everyone's like, oh, I have this fear of failure. I'm like, no, you don't. You have a fear of looking like a failure. So what people are saying when they don't take action based on fear is they're saying, this random person's opinion of me is more important than what I say I want. In other words, this person's opinion is more important to me than my family. It's as simple as that. That's the easiest way to look at it. I so suppose you, and and it's, it's just out of this. People value the, the, the current level of comfort, right? The current level of comfort more than they value what they want. So that's simple. They'd rather stay in pain than get pleasure. And this is a beautiful shift, and I love this saying. Change will never, ever happen in somebody's life until the pain of staying the same becomes greater than the pain of change. Because change is painful. It's uncomfortable, it's inconvenient. Shit's never gonna be convenient. Big shifts are never gonna be comfortable. They usually start with telling the truth, that's why. But the change is painful. Staying the same is painful, but for most people, staying the same is more comfortable than changing, so they'll stay there. 
That seems like one of the kind of darker, more unspoken sides of uh, people's success that, you know, they're, they're backed into a corner before they can actually make a change. And I guess from the outside, maybe it, it looks like it's just someone with a lot of drive, but, you know. Dude, that's, that's beautiful. That's a beautiful point. Yeah. And it's, it's the, the thing is like most success stuff, the problem with it is it's so fluffy and it's so full of light that it keeps people comfortable. It's like, oh, well, this would be nice. Well, okay, well, it would be nice. But then when we talk about the, 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 the side that you said there, the darkness part of it, that's where the pain is. That's where the fire is. But the problem is with most of the self-development stuff that nobody talks about the pain. They all talk about this fluffy stuff, the law of attraction and the, the, the getting what you want stuff, but they never talk about being stuck where you're at. So we know that you're a fan of... Um, so... Eckhart Tolle, um, Byron Katie, Sedona Method, and and all three of those, from from what I remember, were backed into a corner themselves uh, before yep. they actually made a change and they hit rock bottom in some way. Um, so so do you think? Um, I mean, you you talk a lot in your podcast about um, having been through some pretty rough times with your bipolar. Um, is that something that uh, are you happy talking about that? Absolutely, dude. Absolutely. Why? Because nobody else does. Yeah. Here's, here's the other piece of it. The people that do have no fucking clue what they're talking about. Why? Because they've never been through it. Like, I, dude, I've seen like 30 shrinks. And I look in their eyes, I'm like, you have never been through darkness in your life. So this is why I'll speak about it so openly because one of the things that anybody who goes through depression or pain does is isolate themselves. They'll step away, they'll not talk to anybody about it because there's such a stigma around it. And I'm like, bipolar is why I'm successful. Because the thing is, you walk through the fire and in pain, there's always power on the other side. There's always power on the other side of pain, but nobody talks about the pain enough. So dude, one of the things, that's, I, I want to just take it back a step. One of the things that I have people do is I'm like, people are like, why am I achieving anything? I'm like, dude, you're just not in enough pain right now. And you believe in your thoughts. Because here's what we do, guys. We, we set a goal. We do pretty well for a few days or a few weeks, sometimes even a few months or even just a few hours. And then we kind of stop doing it because it's uncomfortable, it's inconvenient, whatever. It hurts a little bit, it's too early in the morning, it's, you, can't, you get criticized, so you stop. Now, what you then do is you'll justify it. You'll justify, oh, well, it's not that important anymore or this is the worst piece. Two things. It's not so bad where I'm at. And at least I'm not as bad as him. At least my business isn't like that. At least I haven't got a job. And I do this. You'll compare yourself to people who are doing worse than you. And that's called lowering your standards. So one of the things that I have you consider, this is totally anti-mush cookie. This is like a mush cookie killer's guide. Write down five things that you hate about your current situation. And what this will do is this will start to light a fire. Because anybody can write down five things that they want to achieve, write down five goals. The problem is it's fluffy. No one gets it. Something's broken in this whole system. It's not very so Anthony Robbins. Down. Yeah, dude, <laughs> something's broken. Yeah, something's broken in that whole system because it doesn't fucking work. So writing down five things that you hate, all I'm trying to do here is say, okay, what happens if it doesn't change? So stop uh, repressing or, or, or trying to sort of paint a pretty picture on, on play peekaboo yeah play yeah. peek 
People play peekaboo all of the time. Well, just because you don't look at it, just because you can't see it, doesn't mean it isn't there. So we're trying to set, and this is a, a nice transition actually, we're trying to set goals that are based upon lies. And you will never get anything that you lie about. So what I'm saying is here is we lie about the current reality. So the first thing that you've got to do when you're setting out on any kind of goal setting thing is get clear on where you're at. Tell the truth about where you're at and how you feel about it and how it happened. Because change only starts from honesty. All change starts from telling the truth. The problem is that people lie. Well, I mean, I guess even the process of, of telling the truth and looking at your own your own pain is is painful in itself isn't it so yeah. it's horrible um, it's horrible yeah and, and 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 this is kind of we wanted to talk about the bipolar stuff but this is how it happened i got exhausted from lying like i got diagnosed three years ago now i got exhausted from lying about how i felt lying about what i wanted lying about the fact that i was overwhelmed at being a, a this successful businessman living in spain building this business where i isolated myself from the world hiding behind my laptop. I got overwhelmed with the fact that I was expected to be a dad and a husband and all of this shit. So I drank, I did a lot of coke, and then I got exhausted. Actually, just over one year ago, those cliffs over there, I stood on the edge of them. I woke up in a mental hospital three days later. Wow. Um, yeah, just over a year ago. And that was because I still hadn't dealt. It was actually last August. Last August it happened. That was because I still hadn't dealt with the dark side, I still hadn't dealt with all this, all these lies that I'd be, I basically built a world that was built on lies. So yeah, <laughs> that's, that's pretty, uh, somebody asked me the question on the podcast last week, on my podcast, and they were like, dude, what made you join Wake Up Warrior? I was like, I joined Wake Up Warrior because uh, a week before, I tried to kill myself. That's it, well, yeah. Not yeah. theorizing, yeah, you've, you've, you've been to rock bottom in the, and there's no, again. There's no theorizing whatsoever. <laughs> yeah. the, the thing is, guys, before this point, I was telling a lot of theory. I was telling a lot of theory because I didn't want to talk about the practice because I was embarrassed about it. I was shamed and I felt guilty about it. Well, there was I something you said in um, one of your podcasts uh, sort of a couple of weeks ago. Um, saying that like all the, the, the there's a there's a bunch of twitter accounts coming up recently like fitness expos and stuff and yeah. you're saying how no one can have anything on you if you're completely comfortable with yeah. it. There's, there's no shame and you're you're completely comfortable with everything about yourself so exactly you're bulletproof say, really yeah dude, exactly nobody can say anything about me that i haven't said about myself including all the dark sides Sometimes I can be arrogant, sometimes I can be rude, sometimes I can get jealous of people, sometimes I can be greedy, sometimes I'm really insecure. And this is me owning the dark side that most people are trying to suppress. And guess what? That is exhausting. And the second piece of that is, you will also be triggered and get angry all of the time by people that display those qualities that you can't accept in yourself. Talking of those Twitter accounts, that's why those people are so angry. Dude, think about it. Who has time to go on a Twitter and just abuse people? People that are angry. People that are... <laughs> well, dude, you're hilarious. It's funny. But people who do that are doing it because they're triggered by people that display traits that they have but don't own. That they're exhausted from suppressing the so-called bad traits and dark side. Yeah. 
I'm very interested about this subject. What's interesting is we've we noticed like a similar, um, very similar pattern within just helping people achieve their fitness goals. Yeah. I'm getting quite off. Yeah. So they get they get shit off people. Just one second, Paul. Does anyone Sorry. else get an echo with the? I'm not muted, you sir. I'm not. It might be I'm on loudspeaker, Paul. I'm on loudspeaker. It, Have it you got might... like big speakers plugged in? No. No. <laughs> That's alright. No. Carry on. All right, we'll keep going. You sure? I'll re-ask re the question. We'll edit it out. Want to put me headphones in and see if that helps? Might do. Yeah. Hold on, I'll plug headphones in. Sometimes headphones really help on these things because uh, then you don't get too lots. Does this sound better? Uh, Talk? Yeah, it does, yeah. Yeah, yeah much better. Okay, right. I'll leave these in. Okay, so, yeah. <laughs> I'm feeling the fire here, bro. I'm sweating and everything. I love it. <laughs> so what, what's interesting, Paul, is we, we arrived at a very similar conclusion. Like we, we haven't been down anywhere near as dark a path as you have, but with trying to help people who get really frustrated with changing their appearance or their performance, quite often there's this period of time where you can throw advice at someone and none of it sticks until something happens that makes them like forces them to change. And I think it's there's quite a common situation with people's health where they get a health warning from a doctor um, and all of a sudden it's like, I'm not going to live till I'm 50. I need to change. And then all of a sudden it's it's simple. Yeah, dude. And, and, or a photo or a comment. Exactly, yeah. And, but there's two ways people can go here, right? There's, right, that's it. I'm going to do something about it. Or, fuck it. Yeah. Yeah, it's that simple, and, and, and I still go through this battle quite a lot, actually, because once I've been a fat dude, once you've been a fat dude, that dude's always there. Like, he's just waiting to get out. It's almost like the darkness, the dark dude, the angry dude that's inside of me is also the fat dude. <laughs> like, seriously. Yeah. So I've got to let him out every now and again. Like, I've got to let him out, or he'll come up with the most, like, he'll, he'll just come out with the most inopportune moment, but it just means that... I'm always battling my weight, so I understand what people are going through here. And yeah. it's not e it's not easy. It's not as easy as trainers make out. Most of them have never been out of shape in their life. Yeah. So it, yes. it, it, it's, it's quite a difficult one, but I love that point about the thing that happens, and I would actually call that the fuck it moment. Fuck it, I'm going to do something about it. Fuck it, I'm going to die anyway. That's the way the, that's the, the, way the two pieces go, right? Yeah. 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 And I suppose what's difficult is someone, you know, most of the population is made up of people who've never reached, who've not yet reached that point. And they're yeah, just kind of heading, heading in that direction. And it's how you take someone in that position yeah. who knows that they're not quite what they want to, where they want to be. Mm -hmm. And how do you force that realization? The, the, beautiful, the, the beautiful part of this is, and the difficult part of this is that's normal now. It never used to be. When I was at school, there was one fat kid in the class. When I picked my son up from school, now he's four years old. He's probably the only one that isn't fat. Like, dude, I go on holiday. Like, I go to, every December. I go to Centre Parks with the kids. The kids love it. And there's men with t-shirts on in the pool. And I'm like, dude, surely this is the point when you do something about it. But here's the problem with the breaking point: you can either tell the truth or continue a lie. The thing is with lying, it's the most convenient route, and people will do anything for comfort and convenience. It's more comfortable to lie. It's more convenient a lie than it is to tell the truth. But not tell the truth to people around you. Tell the truth to yourself. Because the truth hurts. I suppose <laughs> the more the more common it gets as well, the less that, that pain becomes Do of, they, of admitting the it. The thing is, the whole comparison thing again. At yeah. least I'm not that fat. I see. At least so, I'm not him. 
So then how how do you get someone to break out of the trap if they're if they're kind of cruising along and they're not doing terribly but they're not they haven't hit rock bottom. It surely well, is, 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 I, I would have thought that's the kind of trap. Dude, it's, it's, a, it's a cracking question and my answer is very different. It, it is two things here. One, you've got to get very good at asking questions. Like I'm doing an event on Saturday in Newcastle and there's no content, like not a single slide. I'm asking questions the whole day because the thing is you can spoon feed and you can shout at people and you can give people content and advice all day long, but it's not gospel until they say it. Does that make sense? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, so coaching, coaching is really about, and I've actually just kind of figured this out. Coaching is not about me giving you the answers. Coaching is about me asking the question. Because you don't get great answers. You don't get the answer until you ask the great question. So you can give someone the answer or you can ask the question that has them figure it out, which is the second part of it. You've kind of got to call people out on that bullshit. Dude, is this really what you want? Is this really what you want? Like the first question that I ask on any course or any event and any call that I do is why the fuck are you here? Why are you giving up time? Why are you giving up money? Why are you giving up all of this stuff? Like what's the real reason? And dude, the, the thing is in weight loss, it's never about the weight. It's never about the number on the scales. It's about what happens and the feelings that occur and the events that happen as part of the weight gain. So if you start to dig in and go down that route, that's where you find the real power because that's where the pain is. The pain is not the number. The pain is the feelings, the moods, and the events that happen as a result of the number. Does that make sense? Yes. Yeah, so Completely, you, yeah. So you, you've yeah. got to dig and, and find that discomfort and uncover it before you the can truth. go any further. The truth. And that, you know, that, that really rings true. I think, um, I'm sure Johnny will agree that out of all the people that we work with, it's the ones that are the most frustrated and have kind of been led to us as a last resort that make the best progress continually yeah. and uh, yeah. you know they'll stick to the program with with no deviation and it whereas... starts it starts with honesty and it ends with honesty because sticking to the program is just honesty yeah exactly yeah, yeah it's just it's yeah. just honesty and then and then what was i going to say they had, had another point to add on to that doesn't matter. <laughs> I think it's the thing we've noticed as well. Definitely is there's the people who are there. You know, they want to make change because it might be it might be nice. Yeah. And then there's yeah. the people who are doing it to move away from like a, a deeper pain or discomfort. Yeah. And it's the second, it's the latter that always make the most progress because they're yeah, moving away from pain yeah. rather than towards pleasure. I guess. Yeah. Yeah. That's a, that's an old yeah. Tony Robbins scene. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. And, I, and, I, and I completely agree with it. It depends what motivates you. And at some point, I also think there's a crossover. I also think there's a crossover, yeah. in, but like almost in the middle. Okay, well, I've lost a little bit of weight now. I can either go back here or I can go back here. And that, then I think you've got to find out which one motivates. So you've almost got to keep asking the question again. Okay, what do you want? You can go back here because this happens to everybody. You can go back here or you can go towards here. You're smack bang in the middle. And this is where you've almost got to stop and tell the truth again. And you've got to stop the whole comparison thing. Because yeah. dude, here's, here's, the, here's the beautiful part of this. I posted this on Facebook this morning. I keep saying that beautiful. I'm feeling gentle today. <laughs> Most of the, if you if we did this angry yesterday, I would have said fuck about a million more times. <laughs> Sometimes I just wake up angry. It's crazy. But the the, the I've totally forgot. what was my stream of thought? Where was I there? Where was I? I'm still, I'm still, I'm just, throwing, I'm, spitting, I'm just spitting a lot of words at you guys. No, it's good. It's good. 
Um, so yeah, slightly, the slightly different. The comparison right, back, right, the comparison right. thing. Without anybody to compare yourself to, that's where you can start finding out the truth. Like, if you don't compare yourself to anybody, is everything okay? It probably is. Wherever you are, if you don't compare yourself to anybody, is everything okay? It is okay. So then we can start getting clear on what is one. I just love that question. Like, who would you be if you didn't have anybody to compare yourself to? Well, actually, I'd be a fucking badass. It's a, it's a pretty cool question. Like, without any, anybody whatsoever to compare yourself to, then add another question on the end. You can do whatever you want with that question. It's nice. Well, I suppose... Okay, um, I'm done with that one. I mean, if, <laughs> if you're not comparing yourself to anyone, you, you take off both the floor and the ceiling, so... Dude, I, yes, dude, that's a cracking point, yeah. Because we can go two ways with comparison. We can compare ourselves to people who... I do this in business. Like, I'm terrible. I'm like, fuck, this guy's doing better than me right now. I'm like, yeah, but he's a one-dimensional douchebag that has no life, never sees his wife and kids. I'm usually the guy that has to be done by 3 o'clock every day so I can pick my little boy up from school. And I never work evenings. Hardly. Like, probably 5% of the year I'll work evenings. Like, I did a podcast last week because that's when I could feed people in. But... I, there's no, what's the point in me comparing myself to those guys? And the other thing that we do is we can, we can compare ourselves and, and, and go get down on ourselves and beat ourselves up because of what somebody else is doing. Or we can do what I said before and compare ourselves to people that are doing worse. Or we can use another piece of this, is, which is we can compare ourselves and use them as a driver. But again, the problem is that most people, especially with social media, most of what they're doing is absolute horseshit. Like, they only share the highlight reel. And we only, we only look at our bloopers. Like, we only look at the bad shit. Really. Like, here's, here's one of the things that I do. Like, last, I'll get like 100 retweets or whatever, 100 likes on something. One person criticizes me and I lose my shit. Like, that can happen. I'm not... I'm not really like that now, but like a year ago, I'd just destroy the person. I mean, I still like to have fun and I like to mock them a little bit for criticizing me, but it's like that can happen to a lot of people. Like one bad thing and send you into a spiral and a drift. Yeah. Well, that's an interesting so, thing yeah. about the, the bloopers reel as well. And, you know, when, when you're saying in terms of comparing yourself to, to someone who you, who you perceive to be above you or, yeah. or, um, or in terms of jealousy, like uh, you've got to take the whole package and... Uh, uh, and yeah, like if you know, if, if whoever you're comparing yourself to succeeds in one dimension, but is a one-dimensional yeah. douchebag, <laughs> you've got to look then, at the uh, whole you got to you got to almost go back behind the curtains and say, okay, what's the truth about this guy? Or just think to yourself, this, this is a classic Byron Katie. Whose business am I in mentally when I'm looking at this guy's shit? Because I'm minding his business, and if I'm over there in his business, who's minding my business? So it's just like. And this is something that I have to do. I'm just like, okay, notice that I'm in somebody else's business. I'm thinking about what they're doing. I'm thinking about what they're thinking about. How can I know that? Who's, think, who's taking care of my mental shit here? So I'm just notice, bring it back. Notice, bring it back. It's a, it's a really nice way. To, to, and then what I'll do is if I'm looking at somebody else in business, especially, I'll then just create on the back of that. And then I'm like, right, I'm back in my business. I can't affect their business. I'm just going to do mine. Just take care of me. Speaking of that then, of noticing and bringing it back, um, do you have like a a systematic daily practice? Um, Oh, dude, yeah. Yeah, dude. (laughs) Dude, here's the thing. Okay, so that was part one. If you want to listen to the second part of this interview, 
click on the link in the description below. If you're listening to this on iTunes, go to our website propanefitness.com and search Paul Moore.